Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have a really spectacular guest today. Charlene Ellington is here, and she's a medical intuitive. She's a Reiki master, and she's an animal communicator. So remember to share this show. This is going to be a really interesting one. She actually did a healing on me, and I talked her into coming on the show because I think so much of her. So I'm really excited she's here today. But before I bring her on, there's a couple things I want to talk about in that are happening with humanity. And um, you know how it is. I can't just keep my mouth shut. I try, but I can't do it. So this one, the headline reads, White House proposal would send your bank account information to the IRS. What you need to know. This came from Nick uh, Pompontanus. He's with WFTV. Um, he says, a proposal, a proposal from President Joe Biden's administration to catch tax cheats is sparking privacy concerns and pushback from the banks. The plan, uh, one of many under the Treasury Department's 2022 wish list, would force banks to send information about transactions for all accounts, you guys, worth $600 or more. Individual transactions would not be reported, just aggregated data. Why would the IRS want this information? Administration officials said it's too difficult to identify people who are undereporting their taxes. So that is why they're doing it. I think it's absolutely um, an invasion of privacy. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, the the final paragraph says here, by automatically collecting data, IRS staff members can look for bank accounts with large balances that don't match up with their corresponding tax returns. That makes it easier to uh, ferret out cheaters and will prevent staff members from wasting time auditing simple and honest returns. And I just think that's some scary stuff that they're going to want to audit our bank accounts. Wow. So having said that, I want to make you aware, the other thing that really trips me out, and I saw this today, and I pulled it, it says Congress must raise debt limit by October 18th, Treasury Secretary Yellen warns in new letter as default looms. Now I'll try to make it brief, but Treasury Secretary Janet uh, Yellen told House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that Congress is just under three weeks to address the looming debt ceiling and avoid economic uh, calamity. And it says here, I'm kind of skipping ahead, but it says we now estimate that Treasury is likely to exhaust its extra extraordinary measures if Congress has not acted to raise or suspend the debt limit by October 18th. She wrote in a letter, at that point, we expect Treasury will be left with very limited um, resources that would be depleted quickly. Yellen, who will testify before the Senate later Tuesday, that's today, warned in a separate statement to lawmakers that failure to suspend or raise the debt limit would lead to the first ever U.S. default and have severe consequences for the U.S. economy. So that's what's going on with humanity. Crazy, huh? I just, you know, it's hard for me not to say anything. Anyway, <laughs> Charlene's here today, and I'm really excited she's here. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Charlene Ellington is the owner and the operator of Energetic Transformations. She's sharing energy healing with both people and animal clients for 24 years. Now, Charlene is a certified Reiki master, medical intuitive, and animal communicator. She clears spirit attachments and negative energies from clients and properties. Now, she retired from a 21 career at a veteran's claim as a veteran's claim agent. I didn't know that. After which she became a poet and has been published in several um, anthologies and Bridges to Heaven. There you go. Welcome to High Road to Humanity, Charlene. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you're here. I just want to know, and I don't really know your story, so I'm excited. Uh, how did you become a medical intuitive? How did you know you had this ability? Uh, I read... I was reading a story or reading a book about uh, Carolyn Mace, who was a medical intuitive. Okay. And I, when I was reading it, I thought, I would just really like to know how to do that. It just really resonated with me. And so uh, luckily, classes came along that I, I took, and it just took off from there. 
Wow. And I've That's... got some sto- I've got some stories uh, dealt that I want to share my, my journey with you. And when okay. I get to that part, then I've got stories to go with it. Okay. But I started off, I started off with Reiki. That was my first thing that I did. Okay. And uh that just came about in 1997. Um, uh, an acquaintance of mine named Cynthia uh, invited me to go with her to a hypnotherapy conference. Okay. And I was not a hypnotherapist, but it was just classes that I thought would be fun. So I went there and uh, I, I, no, before I went, I read a book about Reiki. And three pages in, I thought, I have got to learn how to do this. I just... Mm-hmm. I have to know how to do this. I've never had anything pull at me that strongly before. So I had already signed up to go to the conference with Cynthia. And as luck would have it, they were teaching Reiki that first day. Uh So I went in and uh, by lunchtime, you know, well, I was that that day was just learning how to be a Reiki practitioner. But by lunchtime, I knew that I wanted to be a Reiki master. Whatever that was, whatever that entailed, I wanted to be a Reiki master. And that was another, I have to, I I just can't not do this. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's where it all started. And then. So do you, can, and I want to ask something because I don't know this. So I'm just going to ask you questions that I want to know that I think the audience wants to know. Now, I've taken training where I can send energy remotely. I've taken the one light healing touch. How is Reiki different? Is it because you're placing your hands on the person, but then you're remote healing? So I'm, I'm a little confused. Explain this to me because I don't understand. I have taken a few Reiki, I mean, a few healing touch classes, but I didn't start at the beginning. I jumped ahead and, and took some healing, some, I guess, like advanced healing touch classes that mm-hmm. I was just interested in. Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever reading anything about this, uh, that there's a spiritual part of, of healing touch. That's what I love about Reiki. It's for the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. But are and you so, touching? Are you touching? You, do, you, are. Touch, you are. You are. Can touch. Um, okay. There, in in my twenty four years, I I can't remember, but maybe one person who said, "No, I I really don't want to be touched. That's not a problem." So, I, you know, I can still get the sensation just with my hand hovering just above the body. That that's that's not a problem at that's all. That's not a problem. Okay. Mm-mm. Now, at what point? So you learned Reiki. And mm-hmm. at what point did you start to realize that you could see disease in the body? I mean, how did that flip from the medical? I mean, because I have to tell you guys, this is amazing stuff because you connect. I mean, not that I'm jumping ahead. Hopefully I'm not jumping ahead too much, but you connect with our higher selves, correct? I do. I do. Um, that. Yeah. It, it was, uh, let's see. I think that came after after the Reiki. I, let me can I start at the beginning and just kind of tell you how I got there. Okay. <laughs> Charlene, okay. you're so funny. <laughs> so um, after you know, I, after I came home and I knew that I wanted to become a Reiki master, I also knew I wanted to become a hypnotherapist, and oh. and I also knew that I wanted to go into business with Cynthia, but I had to just kind of bide my time. She wasn't as quick to want to jump in and do that as I was. But uh, several months down the road, uh, I kept getting this message that I should call this woman that I had met at the conference. Okay. And she was a race master. And I, I you know, I just kept thinking, I'll, I'll get around to it. I'll, I'll get around to it. And so I, I didn't do it. And, and, kept getting the message, call her. And I didn't ever get around to doing it until finally one morning on the way to work, I got the message, call her today. Oh my gosh. Called her that night and she was going to be going out of town and for several weeks and she was leaving the next day. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, told her that, you know, would, would she asked her, would she be interested in, in teaching me, you know, uh, helping me to become a Reiki master? And she would. So we decided that we would meet halfway uh, when she was on the uh, way back home, several weeks down the road. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. We, we met in Beckley, West Virginia, and she helped and she attuned me to become a Reiki master. And so after that, that was the, the next month I became a hypnotherapist. 
Um, and that oh, and then that next spring in the spring is when Cynthia and I opened up the, the wellness center together. Okay. And so um so that that went along. I went to another hypnotherapy conference. I started taking other classes that were fun, whether they were about angels or some chanting from a Shinto healer. <laughs> I also took a class about using colors, you know, to heal your chakras. Right. Um, the next year, I went to my third hypnotherapy uh, conference. And uh, during that time, I was working full time with the veterans and I loved that job. And then I was doing part time oh, okay. at the health center. Right. And so, um, so by the year 2000, it, my part of the healing center, the wellness center, was just kind of limping along. And I found that it was just it was too hard working the full-time job, the part-time job, and I was missing out on time with my first grandchild. Oh, and I so see. I, I got out of the wellness center and just started seeing my clients at home. And then eventually that just dried up. Okay. So after that, it, um, I was, this was like three years down the road and I was finding I was changing. I, I was really, really changing inside. Well, sure. With all those classes and all that information, you had to be. Exactly. And so, and I realized that my longtime marriage was crumbling and then we ended up getting a divorce. Oh. And that was a real scary time for me to learn to, you know, to live by myself, yeah. to learn who I was because I had just considered myself a wife and a mother for all those years. Right. You kind of lose your identity a little bit. You don't mean to, but you kind of do. Absolutely. Especially when you married a really long time, like I was. Yeah. So I got a really quaint little apartment out in the country that was just surrounded by beauty and animals. And I, I did start to learn to come into my own and I learned how to live on my own. And so I had a room set up for Reiki at that apartment. And so I brought the Reiki back. I was excited to bring the Reiki back. And I uh, one Saturday, this was when Chandlin came came to me just out of nowhere. One okay, Saturday, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. We're going to go to commercial break. When we come back, you're going to tell us about channeling. Hey, you guys, I'm here today with Charlene Ellington. Her company is called Energetic Transformations. She's a medical intuitive, and she's also a Reiki master and an animal communicator. This is Nancy. You're out. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Hold your head high, the world is coming. Watch the colors lift your soul. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests 
tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Charlene Ellington, and she's telling us her story. Charlene, so tell us, um, I hated to interrupt you, but I'd like to use this for the podcast too. So tell us what happened. Um, you started to channel. I was. I spent an entire Saturday uh, just doing an exercise from the uh, Debbie Ford's Spiritual Divorce book. I oh my gosh. The, yeah, the entire day doing that. And so I, by the time I finished, it was late into the day when I finished that. And I was just sitting there and I wrote down, I am so alone. I'm so lonely. And all of a sudden, it's as if somebody or something just kind of took over my hand and just started writing. Just my hand started writing. And it was guidance. And, and it was just telling me that I'm not alone, that there's, you know, help on the other side. It's there for the asking. So that was the beginnings of messages really starting to come in. Uh, It kind of surprised me, but I loved it. I really Uh, did. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, keep going. How did you get to the point where you started to communicate, you started to communicate with for example, my higher self, other people's higher selves. How did you, is that what started it? And then how did you know to do it? it, just, it that was just one of those things that just came along with the healing work. I guess I was being prepared by, you know, hearing the message to call the woman from Michigan, you know, for me sitting there doing that exercise and then just something taking over my hand and writing a message to me with my hand mm-hmm. uh, with the Reiki work. I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was about that time I decided I don't, I, I'm not loving doing the hypnotherapy. So I, I just oh. stopped doing the hypnotherapy. Okay. And then right after that, I bought a house and I knew that I wanted to buy that house. I needed to buy that house the minute I walked in the front door. Okay. And so I set up a Reiki room in that house. Oh. And so I was still seeing clients part time. And during that time is when the client's deceased loved ones started coming through to okay. give messages to give them. And then I started seeing them in my mind's eye. Uh, and uh, it was. So as you're doing, let me interrupt you a second. So as you're doing the Reiki work, the, uh-huh. the loved ones start to come in and you start to, you're at a high enough vibration that you're starting to see them. And then they mm-hmm. have messages that they want to tell you to give to the patient. Is that right? About their health or just about whatever? Well, the first one, this one, it always sticks in my mind because this was the first one. I remember mm-hmm. the woman on, who I had on the table and it was like a grandmotherly type woman. And she was just kind of leaning over and kissing Gail on her head. And, and I thought, when, what, what is this? I, I don't know what to do with it. And so the whole rest Surely. of the time, I'm, work, I'm working on her. I'm thinking, what do I do with this? Do I tell her? What, what do I do with it? Tell her this woman standing here. Now, did you even, did you get a name or did you ask or what did you do? Because I always ask. Yeah. Yeah. I asked and I got that her name was Nana. Oh. And so I asked Gail, I said, does the name Nana, you know, does does that ring a bell? She said, oh, yeah, that's, that was my grandma. I loved her. Oh, my gosh, I loved her. And I just miss her so much. Uh-huh. So it just kind of started from there. And I guess because I allowed it and I didn't shut it off, uh, it just kept happening. Not all the time, but I'm always open to it when it does happen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it was after that when I read the Carolyn Mace book about the medical intuition and took the classes, and that's when that started. So um, the medical intuition, those classes really made a major change in the healing arts for me. I mean, that's, that's when things really started taking off. And I do use the medical intuition to tune into, or another way of putting it is to connect energetically to bodies intuitively. Mm -hmm. And I can hear what the body is saying 
I can see in my mind's eye, like what's going on in there, or I can even feel what's going on in the body. What I'm doing, I'm having a conversation with body parts because wow. every, every cell, every fiber, every molecule, every organ in the body has a voice. It's just a matter of asking the right questions. Oh my and gosh. So, I know. It really is actually, Charlene, as you talk about this. I mean, didn't it just amaze you that you were able to heal people? I mean, didn't it just want you to say, I mean, I know we have to go to doctors for certain things, but you can heal. Yeah, but you can heal a lot. Yes. (laughs) I know. I know. So go ahead. Keep going. Yes. um, So what I do is. I, I, I get quiet. I will tune into the person, connect with them energetically, mm-hmm. and I will write down word for word what I'm asking. And I'm doing this in my mind. I'm not saying this out loud and nobody's ever with me. All of the healing work I do like this is always done remotely. So mm-hmm. I will write down word for word what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. And then I will write down word for word what the body says or the body part says. And I'll ask you, know, what do you need? What's happening with, to you? What's happening with you? Um, is it anything that you want the owner of this body to know? And after I'm finished doing that, then I will type it up and email it to the person. Yeah. And can I talk about a little bit what you did for me? I just, you know, it was like the most amazing thing. I had never um, met with a medical intuitive. I'll tell you really quick what happened. I put myself out there, Charlene, so people understand that this was a really interesting thing and it, and she cured me. Um, I had uh, something wrong with my left side and somebody said, oh, you have leaky gut. And so I kind of thought I had that. And then I had an astrology reading by um, Claudia, who's our astrologer that comes on every month to talk to us about astrology. And she said, I pick up it's in your intestines and I said so it made me think and then I knew a friend and she said you should go to this uh you should go see Charlene so I did and I called Charlene and it took me a little bit to get in but I'll tell you what it was the most interesting thing I've ever had done because like you said now I think you connected with my higher self they told all the things and what we figured out, you guys, was I had eaten someplace where food was not prepared properly and I had whatever in my intestines and she got it out of there. And it took a little bit of time. I probably wasn't your easiest patient because I'd call her up and say, Charlene, it's still there. She'd pull it out, but she did it until it was done and I'm healed. And it's amazing. I know. And you got, and they gave me information on what kind of diet I should take. And there were a couple other things I said that were wrong, but they weren't phys- They weren't uh, medical. They were emotional. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I got information on how to heal those things too. So I just wanted to say that because it was amazing. And thank you. I mean, it changed my life. You well, saved well, me. Well, thank you. Thank you. But I'm amazed at each and every reading. I mean, I have never had one yet that I'm not amazed at. I'm amazed that the information comes through every single time. And I'm, I just feel so blessed and honored mm. to, to have that information. And I just want to add one more little thing. I don't ever prescribe and I don't ever diagnose. So I don't want no. anybody to think that I do that. No. And um, so then that led to me doing pre-surgery readings. And people found that if I do a pre-surgery reading on them, talk to the body like the day or the night before they're going to have surgery, tell the body exactly what's going to happen and what to expect, um, how for the whole body to work together. Uh, just things such as, you know, for the blood pressure to remain constant and balanced, for the lungs to breathe in and out um, in a balanced way, for there to be minimal discomfort, um, for there to be really no need for, uh, well, just little or no pain medication. And I have found that most everybody comes out needing sometimes no medication afterwards. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so um, wow. that's one of that that excites me. I mean, because I had one friend who had her foot operated on and 
you know, and I had told her her foot, you know, the night before, okay, you know, now there's just no need for there to be much pain or, you know, any need for medication afterwards. And so when she came home, uh, either her sister or her husband said, you need to take that medication. She says, I don't need it, but you need to take it. You got it. You need to take it. I know. Aren't people crazy? <laughs> need it, you know. So she, yeah. finally, she took one pill to make, make them happy. Yeah. But then she, she didn't need it after that. Yeah. Now, what has really amazed you, I guess, you know, the power of our bodies to heal itself or <laughs> the connection you have with God. I mean, what has been the most, you know, amazing thing for you, I guess, to see? I guess to have been blessed with this gift that I, I, I had no idea I could do it, you know, and, and everything that I had needed or I guess what I, I had the ability to do, I would, you know, read about it or hear about it and I would be interested in it and then it would just come easy. Mm-hmm. So it's just such a blessing. It really is. And um, I, I'm grateful every day. I'm grateful for every healing work that I get to do. Um, like, let me share you, share with you a, a medical intuition story that concerned my granddaughter. Okay. Medical. we got a couple of minutes to commercial break. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. She called me and somebody had accidentally knocked her down and she felt like she had broken her, her wrist because the fingers were swelling and it was hurting just like it, it did when she had fallen and broken the other wrist at another okay. time. Yeah. So she asked me, would I please work on it? And as soon as we hung up, I, I tuned in intuitively to her and I asked the left wrist what was going on with it. And it said that two bones were in there that had hairline fractures. Ooh. So I sent that wrist healing energy and I set it and I wrapped it energetically. Of course, I did that long distance. So I called her mom three hours later to check on her. And she said to Macy was fine. So I texted Macy the next morning and, and she said the wrist was a little sore, but it didn't hurt. And then I checked on her that night and she said that there were no additional problems with it at all. Wow. But that's amazing, Shirley. But I'm okay first to say, I still question myself. I, I, you can't help but question yourself. Yeah, because so, it's amazing stuff. It's amazing stuff. But the wrist really have been broken in two places, you know, and did it really heal that quickly? And it told me. It was broken in two places, and now it's not. Yeah. Hey, we got to go to commercial break, you guys. I'm here today with Charlene Ellington. She is a medical intuitive. Her business is called Energetic Transformations. How do people get in touch with you? They can email you, right, Charlene? Correct. Correct. Email me at iraikiu at yahoo.com, which is I-R-E-I-K-I-U at yahoo.com. Okay. This is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity, and we'll be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show.
We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Charlene Ellington. We're having a wonderful conversation. She's explaining to us about the work she does as a medical intuitive. And I know you have lots of stories. You know, you you. Uh, actually emailed me they had several but um tell us a few this is one that i still find fascinating because the guy i was working on was in a coma to start with when i was working with him so uh, my friend elena texted me and asked me to work on her friend who was in a another state and he had been seriously injured in an atv accident he had internal injuries a brain injury, a spleen injury. Mm. He was on a ventilator and he was in a coma. Oh my God. While he was in the coma, I tuned into him, of course, long distance. And I did that three different times. And I always asked permission, may I talk to you? And the higher self gave me permission to talk to him. And so I asked him, could I send him healing work, healing energy? And he said, no, because he was no, he was deciding whether he was going to live or not. He, he didn't know if he wanted to stay. So anyway, but he did ask me when I come back the next day and and uh, talk to him again. So I, I went back the next day and talked to him. And he said he had decided to live. And what he would I please send him healing energy? So I did. And I went back another time. I, well, I, I continued to send him healing energy. And so... Um, a couple of weeks after he came out of the coma, he and Elena were talking on the phone Mm -hmm. and she had not told him that she had asked me to send him healing energy. And so he, he brings it up and he says that something happened to him while he was in the coma, that a woman came to him that he didn't know. Uh And he didn't know if the woman was a nurse in the hospital was it a nurse in the ambulance? Oh, my gosh. But he said it was different than a dream. But he told her he saw the woman three times while he was in the coma, and she had helped him. So Elena asked him, well, what, is, what was her name? And he said, Char, Charlotte? No, no, that's not right. He said, Char, like your mama. And her mama's name is Arlene. Elena said, is it Charlene? He said, yes, yes, that's it, Charlene. <laughs> so I, I, can send, I continue to send him the healing energy after that. It just goes to show you that the long distance healing, the, you know, the, it gets through. Well, yeah, because it's the energy. And let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about that. You know, I'm really big into energy. And I don't know if you know that or not. I wrote a book on energy. And I just really believe it's the uh, the energy of your intention. It's your it's your energy of intention that you're able to communicate on a higher frequency with him, like when he was in a coma, and talk mm-hmm. to his higher self. What a gift. It really is a gift that you have. It's amazing. Well, I also do medical intuition work with animals. Can I share? No. Yeah. Well, how did that get started? How did you start doing it? The did you just did it just happen, or how did you know you could do it, Charlene? You know, I can't remember how I knew I could do that. I think I just you just did, did it. it. Okay. I love it. Tell us. I'm going to read the reading. This is actually how I do the reading. So this is how it goes. And, and this is what I end up like emailing or telling the owner. So I, Charlene, Blue, my name is Charlene. Can you hear me? And Blue is a horse. And he was, he was hesitant. And he said, where are you? And I said, I'm at my house. And he said, how can you talk to me there when I'm here? And I said, yep, we're doing just that, aren't we? I was asked to talk to you and your body since you're limping and something seems to be not quite right about that left rear leg. Are you okay with that? And he said, yes, I'm limping because my hoof is bothering me. He said, there's a small sliver of a burr buried deep down into the meaty part of the hoof and can't work itself out. It's festered deep within and it's causing discomfort. 
the burst sliver was sharp and went in quickly when stepped in. And I said, what can be done to help this? And he said, antibiotic. If the hoof were to be thoroughly cleaned, the small puncture place of entry may be seen. I said, is there an abscess? And he said, it could be called such as it is festering within. I said, Blue, were you kicking the wall? And he said, I was. And I said, well, why? He said, the hoof was painting me and I was hoping to kick out what was in there, mm. but it did not work. Okay. I said, the Blue's left rear, is this muscle related? No, it's hoof related. I said, does the hoof need rest? He said, yes, it is, it is most uncomfortable to force weight on it in repeated fashion. I said, Blue, do you like your barn mate who's in the stall next to you? He said, not particularly. I find her annoying. She thinks she's so pretty and she's just so prissy. I don't hold with such nonsense. It's always about what we can offer our humans, not how we look. I said, is there anything else you'd like to tell me or say? And he said, is there anything that can be put on my hook to combat the discomfort? I would appreciate it. It's really uncomfortable. And I said, thank you for talking to me. That's wonderful. You know, something caught me in there. He said to help the humans. So mm -hmm. they, so that was interesting. Is that, mm -hmm. is that the attitude that most animals have that they're here for us? No, I would not say that's the attitude for all of them. That's the attitude. I guess it's just, I find their personalities a whole lot like people. I mean, okay. not everybody's in it, you know, to help everybody else. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, there are some that very much are, are like that. And there are some that are not. That's what's so fascinating about the readings because you just never know what you're going to get with when doing these readings. Yeah. So after that, I, I, I went and uh, started taking classes with matrix energetics with Dr. Richard Bartlett. Okay. And that's dealing with energetic frequencies. Um, it, it, it just showed me that there are new possibilities. Um, it's having fun. You're going into the space, heart space, uh, working with the frequencies. It helped now, me people and animals. Is that what you're so? Okay, go yeah. ahead. I, I need to understand. Yeah. Yeah, I, I use it for both. I probably use it more for people, though, because I like to tell them. Well, I like to discuss that with them. Um, I, I don't really, if I use it with the animals, I, I'm not going to really discuss that with them. So more so with people. What do you do? Okay. So I need to understand, why do you do this? Is this something if somebody has a broken heart or what is it? What is the reasoning behind it? Explain. I don't understand. No, it's just, if you get into the heart space, it, it opens you up even more fully. Oh. It just opens you up way more fully. Okay. You know? Okay. I mean, it for me, it just opens up the love even wider. Nice. So, um, okay. But, but for me, you know, I, I like the matrix energetics because it it helped remove any kind of limitations. I knew that I could just work outside the box with matrix energetics. So uh, the, during all those classes that I took with him, Dr. Bartlett kept talking about going to the Monroe Institute in Fabre, right. Virginia. Yeah. So I went there and that just opened me up a whole lot more through the meditation and the exercises. And so it was while I was there that people that I had known when they were in the living, but had transitioned over to the other side, started coming through to talk to me, as well as pets that I had had growing up. Oh, so okay. That really started talking to me at that time. Okay. And um, so after that, I, that's when I started dealing more with spirits. And uh, one really fascinating experience I had was I was at the beach on vacation and my friend Donna called me and she said, um, well, let me back up. Sometimes I just read a book because I'm called to read a certain book, even if I don't know why I'm reading it. But so you Donna do it. Called, I yeah. do it anyway. Yeah. So Donna called and said, do you know any shamans that can come and, and heal my land? Her land was Civil War battleground. But she didn't know that when she bought the land and built her house there. Oh, my gosh. So she had been told that her land was wounded. Right. And she's got 
She's got dogs, inside dogs, that are usually really well behaved. But they had just started acting up and were acting so strangely. So she said, you know, do you know anybody that can come and, and heal the land? And mm-hmm. I'm standing on the beach and I'm just watching the waves come and go. And I thought about it for a minute and I thought, I think I can help you, Donna. I said, yeah. Yeah. I, I just reading the book about setting spirits free by Diana Palm. I got it and I read it cover to cover and I just finished it two days ago. I said, I think I can try. I said, if it works, great. If it yeah. doesn't, then we'll find somebody else that can come. Yeah. So we set up a time and I when I got home from vacation and went to her, was going to go to her house. And so the night before I was supposed to go, I felt the need to tune in and talk to Phil, her dog. Okay. Read that conversation with you that I had with Phil. All right. We're going to do it when we come back from commercial breaks. Okay. (laughs) So you guys, this is Nancy Yerout. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm here today with Charlene Ellington. She is a medical intuitive and uh, we will be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better, to create what you want for yourself? What if I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire? This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up. The Universe is Speaking to You. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Earl. This is High Road to Humanity. I'm so happy that Charlene Ellington decided to join us today. Charlene, give your information again if people want to get in touch with you. How do they find you? You can email me at iRakeyU at yahoo.com, which is I-R-E-I-K-I-U at yahoo.com. You were going to tell us a story. I love okay. your stories. So before I went to Donna's to, you know, help um, heal the land and help the, the Civil War soldiers cross over, for some reason, I felt the need to tune in to feel the dog, her dog, her Scotty, the right. night before. So okay. here's our conversation that Phil and I had. Okay. Um, he said, well, finally, I've been waiting and waiting for someone to come fix this. There's simply too much activity going on. There are men my mother and father of the house can't see, and I can't talk to them to tell them. I'm kind of limited in what I can say. And I said, well, I'm listening, so please share what you want me to know. What rooms are all the activity going on? Tell me what I need to know, Phil. He said, the men with boots tromp, tromp, tromp through here all the time. They're everywhere. There seem to be more than ever before. I don't even know where they're coming from, but they're all, they all seem to feel the need to walk through our house. I wish I could tell them all to go away and leave us alone. 
I said, well, where in the house are they, Phil? He said, everywhere. There's nowhere that they don't go. They seem to congregate in that back bedroom for some reason. The energy is weird in there and needs to be straightened out. Although I don't know for the life of me how you do it. But if you could just come in and just clean them all out, make them go away and leave us all the hell alone, I would certainly appreciate it. Bob said hell? He did. Yeah. I write down what I get. Oh, my God. I love it. Keep going. He said, Jim is oblivious to all of it. He can't see all that goes on. I don't know how he can miss it, but he doesn't get it. My mother knows something goes on here, but evidently it has finally gotten bad enough for her to do something about it. All those faceless people coming in here day after day, messing with us, with our things. I don't like it and I wish it would stop. And then in my mind's eye, I could just see Phil just looking me right in the eye. And he said, can you help us fix this situation, Charlene? I am tired and I don't know that I can do it anymore. Oh I can't gosh. say that I'm afraid of them, but some of the others of us are. It's just ridiculous to have to put up with it day in and day out. Just please come in and close up the spots in the house, especially that back room, and make them all go away and fix it so they won't come back through here anymore. I wish you'd tell mother that we're not intentionally trying to be bad children when we wet on the floor. It's just that we've had enough of them coming in here, fretting us, scaring some of us. I just don't know what else to do to get my mother's attention to fix the situation. I, I go outside and you can see bunches of them trudging across the field, coming straight for us, and you just know they're heading straight for us for some reason. I'll oh bet it's God. because of my mama's light that shines so bright. She is beautiful, isn't she? And I said, yes, she is. Oh my he says, so you'll, you'll come tomorrow to try to fix this? And I said, yes, I am. I'm going to try my best to be open to hearing anything you need to tell me while I'm there, okay? He said, well, I hope you can accomplish something because something's got to change. All this mess and chaos has got to stop. We've all had more than enough to deal with. And then little Maggie girl dog said, come try, won't you? We all need your help. So. After we, oh, my God. That is like crazy. So Donna and I go outside and we are uh, we we. Uh, doing healing work on the land you know we're just mm -hmm. intuitive and I've done that too yeah where there's wounds and I mean all that from a century and a half before um I closed up a gigantic black swirling energetic tunnel that was in her wood line at the edge of her property and also several places in the house including that one room that was so scary that the dogs and Donna would never go in there what was so, up with that? Why, why was, what was, was that? It was a mucky, it was just a mucky, oozing, energetic wound. I could just see that it was in the, even though I, we were in the bedroom or what was that room, you could, I could still see that it was the land, you know, below the floor that I guess was just putting it because it was so corrupted so and negative so, so the energy was so bad i just want to understand so did you send the soldiers didn't have faces that's really a scary thing to see mm -hmm. um so, did you send them yeah, to the light we sent every one of them to the light and yeah. it was like she had been told that the battlefield was like seven miles long so we sent oh my god for that seven miles to say you know we cleaned up uh, you know, um, vortexes in the house and did the healing work there. And ever since then, that room has been used and enjoyed. So a week later, I thought, I need to talk to Phil the dog again. Yeah. So let me tell you about that conversation. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh, Charlene, this is great. So I said, Phil, how are things at your house since I did the energy clearing Monday night? And he said, so much better. You wouldn't believe the change in our house. I haven't seen the first faceless man or body since you left. I don't know what you did, especially in our living room, but I sleep so good now. I am now able to nap during the day because I don't feel like I have to guard all of us and everything. I no longer feel powerless in my own house. Mama feels better. 
Jim is acting more positive and all of us dogs are getting along great. Thanks mm -hmm. to you. I'm still not sure exactly what you did, but I, for one, am so grateful. You know that huge black hole that was in the wood line that's no longer there? I no longer see faceless bodies and men trudging across the field to our house and into our house. I'm feeling so much better and stronger every day. Thank you, Charlene. You were great, and I hope you'll come bring your glowing self to our house to visit again soon. I'm going to take a nap now. Gosh, that feels good to say that and be able to go do it. Oh, my God. That you know, cool? that was really, really cool. Well, I don't understand, not that you know everything, but I have a question. I don't understand why they were faceless and I don't understand, like they were stuck and, and they didn't know to go to the light. I know that happens a lot. Is that because they died so traumatically? Is that why I that is? I believe so, yes. Yes. Okay. I, I, and not okay. everybody has to die traumatically, you know, to, to not go to the light. It just happens. Um, well, yeah, I know that. I just, there's so many of them. And, uh, and the faceless part was just so weird. I've never heard that before. I've heard it on several occasions. Have so, you? Anyway, so after that, me telling my, I talked to Phil's story. You know, I talked to Phil the dog story. Then my friends started asking me to talk to their pets. Okay. And, so, and then with that came their pets that were in pet heaven or at the Rainbow Bridge. So I started doing that. And um, and then that just kind of led me to, to actually tell people I talk to animals, you know, mm -hmm. and that led to, to soul level conversations and healing work with dogs and cats and horses. And then that led me to being asked to talk to several horses before somebody bought them, you know, that it was a potential mm -hmm. purchase. And so I would talk to the animal, talk to the animal's body. And the purpose was to find out would, if the person bought that horse, would it be a good fit with the person? And would it be a good fit with the other horses that the person Oh, my liked? goodness. Okay. And so there have been people that bought horses because it, they felt like it would be a good fit, and it was. And there have been people that said, nope, I'm not buying that horse. It, it's just not a good fit. Not a good fit at all. Interesting. And I, and I have found that, you know, some of the things that really help um, – telling the animals and the pets is if there's going to be a life change, such as their humans are going to go on vacation and the pet's not going to get to go. If I tune in and tell that pet um, that the, their humans are going on vacation and tell the pet how long their humans will be gone, who's going to take care of them, mm -hmm. and when their humans will be back, it's just, it alleviates their anxiety and their fear of abandonment. Right. So, I just want to ask you, as you're saying that, you know, um, I have, I, I love my animals. I'm such an animal person. And I always tell like, you know, my cat what's going on, but I always <laughs> figure she kind of knows. Do you tell people to do that? Like just tell them that you're going on vacation or communicate in that respect and that way they're at ease because it feels like, and I don't know this, but it just feels like animals are just like us. They just can't communicate the same way we do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Charlene? Well, Is that right? I think some people are so tuned into their animals that the animals would understand. Right. The stories I'm sharing are because the people have gotten me to do these things for their pets. I see. So, I mean, I'd be the first to tell you, you know, talk to your animal. Well, yeah, that's what I'm wondering as you're saying this, because, you know, it just feels like it's something that we should all do. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. And there are people that have this ability. And I think that's wonderful. Do you have one more story for us before we get out of here today? Yeah. Um, the other thing that that I have found is like if they're going to be bought, if they're going to be sold to another trainer. Um, oh, OK. But, you know, if they're going somewhere to be trained, tell them where they're going, why they're going there and they'll be back. You know, tell them how long they'll be gone and then they'll be back. Um, so they don't if, panic. Right. So they don't, if they're going to be sold, tell them why they're going to be sold. And, you know, most times they'll think that I do something wrong. You know, and, and it's a matter of just telling them. Right. Uh, recently, um, I had an owner call me. A new owner was coming to buy the horse, okay. and the horse would not load in the horse trailer, was refusing. Oh, wasn't going, huh? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't do it. And so she asked me what I tune in, and I did. And he was upset because nobody told him what was going what was happening right. with him. Yeah. So I answered his questions, and I asked him would he load, and he 
He stepped right in, just like that. He just wanted to know, right? He wanted to know. So anyway, um, I do have one more story. Do we have one more story and then we'll get out of here today. Yeah. It's so great that you're here. And thank you for sharing. I know you've never um, talked before about what you do, but I just think it's amazing. And, and all the blessings that you've brought to me and to other people and to the animals. I mean, it's just awesome, Charlene. It truly is. This is my favorite animal story of all of them that I've done. Okay. My daughter Jasmine owns, raises, and trains horses. And she owned a horse named Misty. And Misty was sold to another family. Well, months later, Misty had a filly. And less than a couple of weeks after Misty had the filly, Misty died. And so that left baby, an orphaned baby. And that baby uh, ended up back at at Jasmine's farm. And so um, that baby had needed a grown mare to mother her and teach her how to act and act uh, appropriately around other horses. Mm -hmm. So here's a conversation I had with Faith the horse about baby Jules. Okay. Faith is Charlene. Can you hear me? She said, I can. Where are you? I don't see you. She, I said, I'm at my house and have the ability to talk to you and you to me. I said, you know the new filly that's there at the farm with all you horses and the family? She said, yes. It's nice having sweet young energy here with all of us. We're all interested in her. Is she here to stay? And I said, yes. Her mama died last week. And they said, her mama died. And I said, Yes. Do you remember Misty who lived on the farm with all of you last year? And eventually she went to live with the little boy who used to come ride her. She said, yes, I know Misty. I said, she was this baby's mama and she died last week. So the baby belongs to Jasmine now. And she said, so baby has no mama now? I said, baby has no mama now. And she said, none of us knew that. So that's why mistress is feeding her. And I said, she needs someone loving and experienced such as yourself, who is a kind, loving mayor, to take her under their care and to teach her how to be as good a mayor as someone like you, Mm -hmm. to teach her how to behave what's right and acceptable good behavior around humans and the other horses. Faith said, but I have no milk. And I said, no worries. Jasmine will continue to feed her. You don't have to feed her. The, The family will take care of that part. Your part, if you're interested, is to take her and love her and teach her. Would you be interested in mothering her? And she said, would I ever? Oh. I would love to be her mother. What is she called? And I said, they haven't named her yet. Uh She says, well, when they do, tell mistress to look me in the eye and tell me what she will be called. I need to know her name so that when I call her, she will know to come. Tell them I need to, they need to name her as soon as possible. Tell mistress to go ahead and bring her to me. I am ready. I am honored to be her mother. I do this for Misty. Oh, God bless. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. And and it worked out. She mothered. When Jasmine put them together shortly after that, they bonded immediately. How fantastic. Wow, Charlene, thank you so much for coming on today and telling us all these stories. I mean, it's it's amazing. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, you guys, if you want to get in touch with Charlene, tell them one more time how to get in touch with you. I Reiki you at yahoo.com. Okay. And if you want a psychic reading, you guys go to my website, nancyyearout.com, um, click on book. And listen, I want to mention, I didn't even mention this. I was so excited Charlene was here today. Um, if you want a VIP uh, membership, I've started to do videos on my website. And if it's $5.99 a month, you guys, but I'm doing these videos to teach everybody how to connect. I'll teach you how to manifest. Um, I'm putting it up there right now. So if you guys are interested in the VIP subscription on my website, nancyyearout.com. Um, and also you get to ask me two questions per month uh, by email when you do this as well. So I got to promote myself a little bit there, but Charlene, thanks again for coming on. Um, I hope you'll come back. I know you've got a book in there, so maybe you'll come back when your book's written, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Hey, it's Nancy Yerald. It's High Road to Humanity, and we will see you next time. Everybody take care. God bless.
Hey, you guys, join me next week on The High Road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. Have a fabulous week and know that by staying on The High Road, you will make it to your destination. Visit my website, nancyyearout.com, where you can book a private session to learn how to tap into your own abilities. And check out my YouTube channel. It's Nancy Yearout's High Road to Humanity. You can achieve your goals.